Welcome back. Uh, we wanted to keep things condensed. I think definitely after the Mac and PC episode, uh, which Mitch is pretty confident was good. I'm still on the fence. I'll have to hear it. Uh, I thought it was great, but it hasn't been technically released yet at the time of this recording. So I guess we'll find out. We'll but. find out. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little bit concerned about it, it. It was incredibly long, so I'd like to apologize for putting out an episode that was almost two hours. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah, try that, not to do that again. That's just too much of us, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, we are back to finish out this 90s sitcom bracket. Um, however, we'll uh, we'll do a little stuff. We'll keep a little bit of a normal format. Um, Mitch, uh, I will start off what you drink in this time. Because um, mine's really easy. I'm sa- I'm drinking the same goddamn thing. Oh, we're doing cool. <laughs> double header. I'm still drinking caramel Smirnoff. And I will tell you that it makes your pee smell like caramel. And I'm not okay with that. Does your pee not always smell like caramel? <laughs> Should I see someone? Live, <laughs> do, do you not live off butterscotch <laughs> like I do? Yeah, no, that's not good. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I would it's be concerned if I were you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a negative for sure. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> um, I have got a black cherry white claw. We're going all out today. Uh, <laughs> And uh, I wasn't prepared for this, so it hasn't been in the refrigerator, so I'm going to have to pour it over ice, uh, which I'm sure is not good. <laughs> nah, hey, I mean, kick the tires and light the fire. You got to do what it. you got to do. Uh, you got to do what you got to do. Funny sidebar about this White Claw in particular. Um, it was free, uh, and by that I mean my wife kind of stole it. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> here's I'm what intrigued. happened. <laughs> so she went to Target, and uh, when she was checking out, like when she was leaving, she was putting her cart away, like in the cart corral, and th- like there was a cart there that had a case of White Claw in the bottom of the cart still, and she like looked around to see if anybody was missing an k- entire case of Black Cherry White Claw, and no one was to be found. This is in the thick of all the uh, COVID, so there was like no one in the parking lot, and she's like, if I don't take this home, somebody's gonna. So she did. <laughs> and here it is. <laughs> My girl. I love yeah, absolutely. it. That's what I, that's what I love about her. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that, that's really funny. Some people you know, might somebody... have returned it to the store. Not my girl. Yeah, there, there's some dude who just like gets back to his place like, where's, where's the, where's the fucking White Claw? I thought I bought White Claw. <laughs> it's like a full blow. You left the White Claw, like just freaking out, like. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's insane. We can't uh, go back. We're out of the claw. Oh no! They're like, I need the claw, man. Get the toilet paper and the claw in that order. In that order. Um. Oh no, that's great. Yeah. Uh, that. Uh, uh, 
so if you'd like my review of it, I'm not a big White Claw fan, but Black Cherry definitely is the best flavor. So if It is one could, I like. Yeah, if she was going to steal a flavor, I'm so glad it's Black Cherry. I am so glad it worked <laughs> out this way. If she would have brought home pink grapefruit, I would have been like, just take it back. <laughs> just take it back. I don't even I don't even want to bother. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's what we're drinking on. Um, do you have, have you been doing any video gaming lately? Uh, I, you know, I, I think it, I think it might be time for, uh, Eli's video game corner. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. All right, welcome back to Eli's video game corner where he plays games from probably about 10 years ago and then wants to talk about them. Um, (laughs) I, oh, I forgot. So I made some headway in my journey to be top of the leaderboards for that pinball game I've been playing. Oh, yeah? I made some progress. Where are you sitting? I made it up into the top 2,000 on a board. Nice. And it was hard. (laughs) (laughs) It took an hour. Wow. (laughs) And the number one score is like in the billions, bro. I don't even... I have always had a dream playing video games to just like i don't even need to be like the best but it would be just fucking cool to be in like the top like 10 yeah you know like top 10 like that would be it would just be so weird like if i was like top 10 on a leaderboard in a game right it would just be insane and 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 there's factors like is it really the whole world does it include everybody but it includes such a massive part of the population that played that game right right it's it's something it's an impressive feat for sure something you can definitely add to your resume yeah i could put that on the resume uh i got a dope ass theme song uh i'm ranked (laughs) seventh in the world on the moon knight pinball table and pinball fx3 um that's how i met my wife um um so yeah i i i try it, it's just it's fucking hard man i i don't know how people do it i want to do it but it's just the amount of time you have to devote to that is is i i just i don't think i can i don't know yeah. how people do it but if I, I mean i guess if you want something bad enough i guess you can do it you gotta work for it man yeah nothing comes for free in this life um <laughs> other than that um i i did actually kind of take a little bit of a break from video games just like kind of like not really feeling good and just like you know a lot going on in the world and with myself um kind of kind of just wanted to take a break so i wasn't really playing a whole lot um however with that being said um my buddy got uh, a pc for himself for work um and what we're doing is we're doing a little bit of a of a game library share via steam um he definitely doesn't have like any high-end pc or anything but he now has a pc that he can theoretically play games on Mm -hmm. um so i think that here soon i'm gonna start a journey and i will try to keep everyone updated about the story it's a game that i've wanted to play for a very very long time that i've started a couple times and I haven't, I, I j- just through life and everything, stuff has got in the way. Um, it's regarded as one of the better games made. I don't, I don't, saying ever is a little bit strong. Um, it is called Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It is a uh, RPG where basically you get to just be your own Jedi. 
you don't even have to be a Jedi. You could be like a, a bounty hunter or something. Yeah. Um, but there's two of these games. Uh, the, fir- the first Kotar coming out in 2003. <laughs> okay. Um, but people still fucking love this game. Wow. Um, it, it, it's, it's made by Bioware, who did, like, Dragon Age, uh, Mass Effect, the, which the Mass Effect trilogy is, is easily, like, I don't even top five. Like, I mean, just some of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, just it just Kotar, it, it, it's just an old-school RPG, and you're just in the Star Wars universe, and... You get to be. You could be a Jedi. Your decisions matter. You could be a, a Sith or or a Jedi. Um, and I just, you know, I have always wanted to really like go hard in the paint and and really live it out and and really get in there. Yeah, uh, and I haven't. Sidebar: Does this have anything to do with that text you sent me the other day about how you're thinking of becoming a Jedi? Um, okay, so look, if you want to get into that, can we, we talk can. about that? I kind of, yeah, I, I'm definitely very curious to hear what happened to make you. I didn't know even, I didn't even know you could become one. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of questions. I, I do too. I do too. Here, okay. <laughs> God. I forgot I sent that text. Yeah, we don't we don't have to talk about it if you're not like you know comfortable because I know like people that are in like AA aren't supposed to talk about it publicly. I don't know if this is one of those things like you know you can. <laughs> I I will surmise it. There are details of it that I want to avoid. However, with everything being said, essentially what happened was I watched a YouTube video. And it was about a guy who became a Jedi as his official religion. Naturally, <laughs> I had a lot of questions. Absolutely, as do I. Um, and that sent me kind of down a rabbit hole of figuring it out. Um, so there is a nonprofit religious organization based out of Texas called the Temple of the Jedi Order. And it is a religion. <laughs> Um, and you can, through a pretty extraneous process, um, do that and basically adopt Jediism as your faith. Um, a lot of this was birthed out of curiosity. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I'm on the site and I'm looking through stuff, I'm reading through the forms, reading through the doctor and reading through it all. The biggest thing that I want to make clear is that this, the temple of the Jedi order isn't about role playing or being like, I love star Wars mm-hmm. um, or anything like that. They even say like, Hey, if you're here to talk about the movies or talk about this, isn't what this is. Yeah. It's literally people who want to take the, who, who have taken the tenets of Jediism and, turned it into an actual religion but okay my first question there is jedis are an idea that was created by george lucas in the star wars lore how is it not okay to talk about star wars when that's the tenets of what they're doing well the tenets is not so essentially um it's now and look hey i'm a newbie so i really want to make it clear that anything that i say I'm not even in it. Right. You don't represent them. You've just done a bit of research. 
Yeah. It, as, where I am at my journey is I am taking part in the initiate the initiate program. Okay. So I have lessons that I have to complete, and I have a journal that I have to fill out um, and document everything from these lessons. Um, I, I am not a part of the temple, uh, you know, as of yet, not officially. I, I'm I'm just exploring it. Um, the thing is, is that it, it's the It's not so basically the way that they broke it down was to us Star Wars is fictional. The movies are fictional. It's it's not saying that like Jedi's are real. Right. It's taking the tenets set forth and then turning it into that. So basically it's like they believe in the force. Not necessarily in the sense that you can manipulate things and move things, but in the force, in a unifying thing that connects every living being throughout the universe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So some would call that just the universe. Like even like even atheists believe that. Like I my biggest question is why do you need a new form of religion to basically do what others are already doing? Atheism, Satanism, like unless you're worshiping a god, that no uh, one else is. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't mean to speak out of turn, but what? So, what are what are the tenets? Uh, uh well, I'm I'm not incredibly familiar, but okay. I mean, basically, just being a Jedi is a path of learning and knowledge. So it's it's a path of one of trying to understand the universe, understand the Force. Uh, understand what that means Mm -hmm. Um, it is one of compassion one of empathy um, one of discipline one of will Um, and it's it's a very introspective kind of a faith system Mm -hmm. Um, and it's and it's one you know to be righteous and true but also compassionate and empathetic Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it is is the biggest things that when I look at the whole thing is that I can surmise for it. Um, I guess like to your que- I I don't super get your question. I feel like because okay, so let me put it this way: the reason that I'm even interested and the reason I'm even kind of doing these lessons is because I want to learn more and I want to talk to other people about it. Right. Because I want to have a better understanding. Because I'm like, what is, what does this really mean? Mm-hmm. What do I have, like, but to me, basically what it is, is that there's not a, first off, there's not a God and there's not the, you know, God, well, God can be anything, you know, the force is ethereal. Right. Um, but what it is, is that there's not a, there's not a heaven and hell. There's not really right or wrong. There's a lot of gray. The whole thing is that you're, I mean, uh, one of the, one of the, one of the main things I read, uh, is they talked about like, we don't expect you to agree with everything that we talk about. We want you to disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, the whole point is the, the, the discussion and, and it's very much about the journey rather than the answer. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's very much centered in, I mean, there is a library of stuff. I mean, it involves metaphysics, astrophysics, 
um, it, you you have to study other faith systems. So to become a Jedi, to become a Jedi Knight takes a, easily a year mm-hmm. of studying and learning, and you have to have a you have to have a an actual Jedi basically sponsor you and walk you through that journey. Um, it, it is it is very not the way of traditional faith systems of turn or burn like convert or you're gonna burn in hell Mm -hmm, um it's very much it's very knowledge-based it's very you know the best quote that i have had lately is only when we look inward will we truly find ourselves Mm -hmm. and that quote jumped out to me basically what i i thought it was going to be a bunch of people pretending to be jedis and then i got on there and they're like yo yeah you gotta wait seven days before you even submit an application and then you gotta wait another 14 and then you gotta wait 60 to do it's very much commitment and long-term studying and apprenticeship Mm -hmm. i guess my my question was it's so close to other things out there like well like honestly if you've looked into like satanism it sounds a little bit like that like god is within ourselves like you know nature and exploring ideas and learning more about the universe and yourself that is that that's what satanists do so why do you need another you know religion that's so closely related to that that is based on this folklore this fictional folklore it's because to me as an outside observer that's not a huge fan of star wars and don't really understand this um it sounds like a star wars incel was like a a star wars fan was like all right i want to be a satanist but i'm going to put my own fun spin on it (laughs) Um, and i'm probably very wrong and i'm probably offending some people but (laughs) well wouldn't well satanism is is all right, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. Satanism is just as fictional as Star Wars. There I mean, is no Satan. Right. So what are, I mean that's that's all what it is. My whole thing is that Jediism is not like to me it's not picking out a certain thing to it, to me it's not taking that much of a stance. It's like inward self-reflection and discovery mm-hmm. right, right now, because that's all I'm doing is inward self-reflection and discovery. I'm really, actually, honestly, all I'm doing is basically taking a college class right now. Right, right. And to me, that doesn't feel like religion. Yeah, but I mean, there are a lot of religions that do believe in the inward self-reflecting, you know, reflecting, like Buddhist monks, yeah. even even Christianity, Judaism, they all have that. So, so well, okay. So then, my question is: is my my question to you would be then what? I mean, what? Why does then? What's the difference? Like, why? Why is this weird? But none of those are weird. No, you that that's a that's a good question because I guess if you take a step back, it's almost all based off of something that somebody wrote wrote one time, whether it's you know fictional fictional or not, and <laughs> the the legitimacy of the Bible is hotly contended that I'm not ready to talk about. But <laughs> no, hey, nor am I. I'm not even look. I'm yeah. not like taking a stance. I guess I, these are these are questions that I asked myself when yeah. I sat down and I started really being like. 
Am I about to be a Jedi? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. but um, I just, I just digged it because in their, in their like tenants, like on their homepage, they talk about like, we don't believe in the death penalty. We don't believe that you could be homophobic or racist or elitist and be a Jedi. Yeah. Um, obviously not sexist. There's no reason that a woman and a Jedi, like that a woman and a man could not be a Jedi. Like right. it, the inclusivity of it and the tenets held. Sure. I understand it came from George Lucas and it's, and it's star Wars and it's fictional, but that's when I realized where I'm at with religion right now is because in my head, I literally said, well, it's all kind of fictional, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I guess the and a major tenant, and I don't mean to cut you off, but real yeah. quick, just a major tenant is their whole thing. And you've heard me say this Mitch. as as soon as somebody says they know or understand they are the ones that are wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And that's um, where they kind of they kind of they kind of hooked me a little bit. And I was like, OK, I f- this to me right now feels a little bit different. I could be totally wrong. I, I could get into it and it could be totally fucked up. I have no idea. Maybe it kind of sounds like a cult. I Look, I'm aware of that. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm aware of that, but yeah. I'm 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 feeling it out and I'm, I'm trying to just listen to how I'm feeling. Right. I guess I, I am wrong in the thinking because of my like Christian upbringing and stuff that if you uh, if you believe in something that, you know, was created within the last 50 years, that kind of discounts it a little bit because like just Me because mm-hmm. and, and like, yeah, it, yeah, this, you know, that's based off of a movie and book that was made in like the 70s. Like, how can you have i don't know yeah i don't know where i was going with that but no no i mitch i've had all these same thoughts because you know we come from a similar place um i recently listened to not both but uh one part of Rhett and link doing their spiritual oh yeah deconstruction yeah i listened to part of that yeah so i listened to Rhett's, and Rhett's was eerily eerily similar to my own experience Mm -hmm. and what that did was really made me take a step back and really kind of be like you know i i i didn't run out wanting to find a new thing okay It, it wasn't that i wasn't like okay now i'm i'm really questioning man it goes really deep I'm, I'm sorry there's just there's a lot of components to this and I, the best way I could put it is I am trepidatiously keeping my mind open and my heart open to new ideas mm-hmm. and this thing of Jediism has just sort of struck a chord with me because it, first off it seems like actual work and I think if you're going to adhere to any sort of doctrine or theology or anything, it should be work. It shouldn't be, I'm going to dunk you in a hot tub. <laughs> you're going to renounce Satan and you're done. Right. Yeah. Now, that's not the way it's supposed to be. I will say, obviously, that is not the way that is supposed to be. Unfortunately, that's all it is, man. It's a numbers game. Yeah. Okay. Because if you don't believe, then you're going to burn in hell. Okay. That's that. Sorry. That's Christianity. <laughs> If you do not believe in Jesus, then you will spend eternity in hell. That is the main doctrine of that faith. And I'm, it has never sat well with me and it never will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of makes me feel like at this point in life, I'm not sure that I could ever truly call myself a Christian. 
Yeah. Now, I don't know why that makes me want to be a Jedi. I think it's just unrelated. <laughs> but as a person who is naturally skeptical and, and I, dude, I hate, I hate Mormonism and Scientology mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But the reason I hate those is because it's built in a structure that it's actually alienating and deconstructive to the people involved in it. Right. This isn't that way, and it, and it started out of curiosity because I really just, like I said, I thought it was a bunch of people wanting to role-play Star Wars and pretend to be Jedi, um, and I get on there, and in the forums, man, they're just talking about stuff. Like, you know, like, they're just talking about shit. There's a whole forum post about COVID, and just like, hey, what are you guys doing to stay safe? Like, you know, hey... You know, let's, you know, think about all these people like, you know, and, and, and it's, you know, it's it like, that's what it is. We're not sitting here arguing over metachlorians or who fucking <laughs> like has the coolest lightsaber. Okay. Because that's dumb. That, right. Right. You know, it's, it's people it, and it's a, and it's a primary, well, it's pretty much only an online community. There is not a physical place you can go to for this. It's, yeah. it's only online. And it's just people talking to each other and supporting each other and just trying to learn what it means to be a Jedi. Yeah, yeah, okay. Dude, I don't know. I know it sounds (laughs) fucking insane. I can't can't pretend that this doesn't sound super weird. I guess to me, though, is I'm not witnessing anything that is making me question at all. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I think that you're, you're, you know, you're going about it with the right attitude of open-mindedness and having an open heart. Um, just from what, yeah, just from what you told me, like, it sounds like, you know, just, it, it sounds like just being a good person, like, but with a few extra steps built in, which I think are unnecessary. Like if you're, you know, a wise person, you will naturally want to learn more about yourself and about the world. And you don't have to become a Jedi to do that. Um, you don't have to, but that doesn't mean that I can't. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No. And I'm and I'm not saying you can or shouldn't. And I, I, I think that by all means, go for it. I think what your I think your perspective, which is a good perspective, and it's and it's a perspective I'm I'm gonna ponder, is one of practicality. I think you're looking at things of, well, if I exercise myself in a certain way, why does I I don't need to. I don't need a religion or a faith system to be a good person. Right, um, right. And you're, and, and, and you're right. You're totally not wrong. I don't need to spend a year studying how to be a good person. Right. Um, my, my, the second element of all this that has really interested me. Well, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I had a really good thought. Like, you can, yeah. you can spend a year trying to figure out how to be a good person and should, but why do it in the name of Jediism? Okay, well, so I think that one, the name is attached to something that immediately gives you a connotation. Sure. However, with that being said, <laughs> I'm aware <laughs> of the connotation. Um, I think that I think that there is also a level of if you want to become a Jedi, 
and wants to learn how, what 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 that even is because they don't they really don't tell you up front really what it means. I mean, they give you the tenants and everything, but you don't understand what that means. And there, I I want to be. I feel like in my heart of hearts, I'm a good person. I, that's mm-hmm. not an issue. The problem with myself is that I am very undisciplined. I have no self-control. I have no will. And I don't know what to do about that. So when I started looking at all this, it was kind of an unrelated thing where these two different um, parts of myself were floating around of, well, you know, religion and, and doctrine and theology is is really uncomfortable for me right now because... I don't feel disconnected from people who don't believe in the things that I do. Um, And then also this part of me of like, well, I'm not a bad person, but I make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. So what do I do about those? And I, and, and it, I just started reading man. And it just kind of clicked where all of a sudden I was like, Oh, I have no direction. I have nowhere to focus who I want to be and what I want to do. And then as I started reading over Jediism and all this, there's a structure to it. It could be a simple thing of just some people need structure and some people don't. Um, and that's kind of how I feel. I want to take time out of my day to sit down and study something based in this core that I believe Sure. Yeah. Or, well, you know, may or may not believe. I, I, I don't know yet. But <laughs> I, I want, I want to, I want to study. I want to grow. I want to expand. Mm-hmm. This just has structure. Yeah. No, if that I makes don't, sense. If, if I, I don't have this structure, am I going to be committed to it and do it? Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that, that makes a lot of sense. I've talked to some people that, um, will like sign up for like a marathon as a kind of, uh, as an ultimatum for them to like, well, I'm training for this marathon. You don't have to run a marathon, but because you are, that means you have a reason to go out and exercise and, you know, run because, you have a reason to do that. So now you actually have a reason to sit down and read, which will give you more, I guess, uh, I don't want to say pressure, but more, you know, more of a reason to do so. Well, I already reached out to somebody and I won't divulge any details other than we joined on. We, we basically got onto this website at the same time. And I had a, you know, a fairly short conversation with him, but I I started to read his journal and, you know, I I sent a message and I just said, like, um, I resonated with what he said. And I said, like, this is weird, right? Like, why are we here? And he kind of agreed and was like, life's hard. I don't really know. I'm just kind of keeping an open mind. And I said, hey, me too. Like, now I have this weird connection with somebody that I have no fucking clue who they are. Yeah. And now I'm just like, well, this is this is something I've looked for a community for a long time. And I wanted that to be my Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And it was just never that. And I don't think it ever is going to be. And I right. could be wrong. I don't know. I you know what I like about Jediism? I do not have to renounce my Christian faith to be a Jedi. Right. I'm going to just surmise my position on this whole thing. <laughs> One is 
You ever have a text and you just you wanna you wanna grab it right back out of the ether? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I understand completely. Um, I, I hope it didn't yeah sound like I was like shitting on it or anything like that. I was just coming at it from my perspective, which is kind of like you said, I'm skeptical skeptical about everything. Um, so I just had some questions right. as did you, and I'm sure you've done your research. And um, I think anything that um, you know makes you want to be, you know, anything that makes you become a better person and become more introspective and learn things about yourself and the universe is a good thing. Uh, well, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I, and I know, cause it's, it's not the person you are. I know that, you know, you, you aren't judging me in my curiosity. I think I could surmise it pretty well. Um, and just wrap this up and move on <laughs> with like the actual episode. Um, but I think it just comes down to, Never in my life have I floated in an ether of uncertainty and been more comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if it really pertains to Jediism or pertains with the particular mindset I have. I don't know. I just know that I haven't found this piece of... I don't know what this is. Is this a bad idea? I don't really know. But I'm floating in this level of uncertainty, but I now have confidence. I'm finding peace through the uncertainty. Yeah. That's huge. That feels weird. And I haven't done anything really Jedi relating. Right now, I'm just studying myth. I'm just learning from one of the greatest, you know, uh, mythological academics that have probably ever lived being joseph campbell mm-hmm. um i'm i'm just learning and i, I maybe i just want to learn I, I you know i don't know floating in a pretty big sea of uncertainty um but yeah definitely trepidatiously moving forward um because as soon as this starts to feel like a cult i am out yeah, absolutely hard. <laughs> right trust me i'm not a dude who could be in a a cult. As soon as there's any weird sex stuff, I am fucking gone. <laughs> okay, I am out of this bitch. Yeah. But you know, in the meantime, I'm just kind of going with the flow. It gives me structure. It. I, I don't. I, yeah, it's weird, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. What do you what, what do you consider to be weird sex stuff? Because I've always had a thing for Princess Leia and a gold bra. That that always did it for me. Right, right, <laughs> so right. That's pretty normal. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that is yeah, Carrie Fisher, yeah. man. She was hacked. Oh yeah. God. Um yeah, yeah, actually that's that's pretty funny. Weird sex stuff is a pretty weird pretty pretty big gray area for myself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you have a yeah, you have a pretty big line. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've invented fetishes at this point, <laughs> like that, that are actually gaining some traction. So, um, anyways, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, oh god, the, I will say that when I sat down today, there was a tinge of like, damn, Mitch kind of knows about that. I don't, I don't think he'll bring it up. I, I, I can edit <laughs> all I of that out if you want me to. I just, yeah, I, I, I was just curious nah. on a personal basis. No, no, yeah, I, I, I'd say leave it in because the whole right now, one of the major things of what I'm learning is just this this open forum discussion mm-hmm. type yeah. thing. Um, and I, I do want to qualify everything with saying by no means am I 
committed to any specific thing or any idea. I'm not saying anybody's wrong or, or totally denouncing anything. That's just what I'm trying to figure out. But I do know that I listened to somebody that I really respect talk about his deconstruction of his very intense faith. And it was so ungodly, eerily similar that it really, t- it, it made me step back and really reassess a lot of right, things. Yeah. And when you live for a certain thing really hard and then all of a sudden you kind of realize a lot of the a lot of the things you're not comfortable with, it really does change you. And that's kind of what I'm going through on a personal level. So is Jediism maybe just keeping me busy right now? Maybe, but I could tell you they structure it in a way where if that's the case, then I won't get very far. Right. And I just have respect for that. I have respect for they're not there to entertain you. They're there to genuinely help you. Um, but they're pretty clear about like, this is not for people who are looking for something to do out of boredom. Right. Yeah. Well, no, I think it's really cool that you mentioned the, 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 the Rhett and Link thing, because I also listened to that podcast and I also resonated a lot with what he was saying. Uh, but the, the difference is I just never really did anything about it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's really true. I wonder, I, I, I should have done, you know, proper amount of, you know, sitting with myself and reevaluating it. I just haven't done that yet. And you, you're, you you have so that's cool oh well not really i it fucking destroyed me for a week and i literally probably got drunk every day for a week <laughs> okay it, it was a crisis okay all right all right well at least you had something i was just like eh. oh well <laughs> <laughs> um all right let's get yes. on to the funner yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, if you were here last week, you remembered uh, we are talking about uh, the best 90s sitcom show ever. Um, so we have it boiled down to just a recap. Um, w- part of our final eight is going to be Seinfeld, Family Matters, Fresh Prince, and Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, we still have two conferences to go through, uh, and then we'll have our Elite Eight, and then we'll move on to the Final Four, and then we'll pick a winner. All right. Well, I'm pretty excited. So, what um, funny-ass division are we in now? We are in the Hashtag Rich People Conference. Um, ah. So, the, there are four people in the Rich, rich People Conference, with, and that is Cosby Show, Will and Grace, Friends, and Frasier. Interesting. Okay. So, so the first being Cosby Show versus Will yep, and Grace. Yep, let's get into it, man. The real stuff. Uh, the real, the real true meaning. <laughs> Why we're here. Um, I... All right, I'm just in the in the uh, spirit of honesty. I, I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick Cosby Show. I already have it written in. <laughs> yep. yep. I I don't think Will and Grace is bad. I think that Will and Grace is important in uh, of of having a show that starts with out of the gate. Uh, gay people yeah that's yeah that is that is a huge thing yeah and and the only reason that i think that i even bring up things like that and 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 so you know just 
things like that that shows address the only reason i'm bringing that up is because sitcoms are this weird medium where it reaches a vast majority of people and um it also speaks to the culture and the climate of that time and um also gay people don't really have a show before will and grace um you know maybe here and there like i think ellen paved the path a little bit with her show um you know but i it just you know we i only bring that up is because that's what sitcoms do they reach a major part of the population and they hold social and cultural relevance so to me you know having a show with openly gay people in it as the main characters is is important is important um however i think the cosby show doing that for a black family like fairly earlier Mm -hmm. because i'm pretty sure the cosby show started late right yeah um i i and the fact that we're we're treating this as the hashtag rich people division um pretty important for a black family exactly. to be in that division. Yeah, for sure. That's right. yeah, that that you is know. huge importance because um before that, you know, the only TV shows about the pertaining to like black families were like Sanford and Son who owned a junkyard and to see, you know, basically black people uh portrayed as suburban people like you might as well have been watching a show about, you know, white people because it's you, you you watch the show and you're like, oh, we're actually not that different. And I think that's a huge th- good yeah. for yeah. that's a good move that the Cosby show made forward to progress our culture. Yeah, I, I dude, I totally agree. I totally agree. That was actually a really good point. Like Sanford Sun good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's, you know, like a very poor, tough on their luck black family which which is not you know degrading or anything but also then there's the cosby show and here is a black doctor and a black lawyer with his family and and i you know i recall some episodes where they had to deal with things like that um but but also the cosby show i think did a good job of toning it down and not harping on that Ooh. in a way that it was really like here here's how we're not different right and it was yeah it it was uh bb king was on the cover really didn't know that that's awesome yep first time i heard and then got into uh bb king hmm, cool because cosby yeah. show so uh, so okay here's uh this is the only thing i'll add we'll move on as a suburban lower middle class white kid I was open to things that I wouldn't have been exposed to. So um, I was open to somebody like B.B. King. I was open to um, uh, black artists. Right. Yeah, because um, his, yeah, he, he loved jazz. He always talked about jazz. He, so he loved jazz. And, and he also uh, there. I, I don't remember, unfortunately, just because it's been so long and I have names, but I don't want to say the wrong name. Um in in the in the show dr huxtable was really into harlem renaissance uh painters and 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 jazz musicians so i was really excited about this history of of black culture but when you're a kid you're not separating it you're just learning about america yeah right right and i think that's like an unsung thing 
about the Cosby show is like not only was it showing like good role models for the black community it was also opening the minds of younger white kids who maybe had parents who weren't super inclusive Mm -hmm. so I the relevance of that just feels a little bit bigger than Will and Grace and also uh yeah just there are parts of will and grace i really don't like yeah i never really got into it my parents liked it a lot but i think it was i I was a little too young to really understand the the comedic impact and and also just the you know the worldly impact like you mentioned uh, about being a, a very big show you know considering it was one of the first to have an openly gay uh star which is huge but i was just a little bit too young for it but it did also bring us megan mullally who's one of she's a goddamn national treasure (laughs) <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I got roasted bad at a party at my friend's house because I talked about how much I hated Will and Grace because of her. What? As you should get roasted. She's the best not, part of the show. Not remembering who she is and, you know, Parks right. and Rec and being married to Nick Offerman. You know, being Nick Offerman's yeah. wife. Um, and Bob's Burgers. Who is she in Bob's Burgers? Uh, she's Linda's sister. Oh, she is Linda's sister. So, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I owe Nick Offerman an apology. <laughs> yeah, you're goddamn right you do. You know, I, I just think maybe she... she <laughs> I never thought she wasn't funny. I just think maybe Will and Grace is... I feel like Angela in the office, like, well, then Grace, it's just so loud. <laughs> so loud, right? Well, that's 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 her character. Everything she's in, and she has she's a very vibrant personality. Uh, it's almost kind of like the nanny. Like Fran Drescher is very polarizing because you either love her or you hate her. <laughs> Dude, oh my god. Okay, I'm not even gonna get into it. Just real quick, how do you feel about Fran Drescher? Uh, I, I, I'm not on Team Fran Drescher. I never watched The Nanny, really. I didn't understand it. Uh, and also, yeah, her voice is just incredibly obnoxious to me. Okay, I agree. I sat in that camp for a long time. And then I'm, I'm going to shout him out. Aaron, my buddy, told me all this shit about Fran Drescher. <laughs> that is incredible. She is an amazing woman. Okay. I, okay. We're, we're, we're not going to get into it because we've already done this, but... <laughs> We'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. okay. Yeah. No. We should definitely put a put a pin in that. Um, all right. So next up in the hashtag rich people, we have friends versus Frasier. It's friends. It's friends, dude. It, I I like Frasier, and I think, but you know, the the this division is hard for me because the thing I don't like about Will and Grace is that it was very like bohemian, like ooh, we live in New York, right. and immediately when a show is in New York, it pisses me yeah. off, and I feel the same way about Friends, and I think, but now Frasier had a little bit of a twist of being in San Francisco, I equally thought it was as pretentious. It was Seattle. You're right. I'm sorry. Apology accepted. It was Seattle. i take the ship very seriously (laughs) i take the ship very seriously um yeah just there is a bohemianness to all these shows that does bother me now i will point this out this is an interesting thing cosby show only show right now that has kids oh yeah you're right you're right and um 
the only reason I bring that up is because the Cosby Show is a family show. These other shows, won't. right? And I almost called this division hashtag New York because they're all set. Well, there's there's so many shows set in New York that it could be its own division. Um, yeah, and and yeah. and all of those kind of like follow the same premise, like young hip people trying to survive in New York, um, and it is kind of very. It's a little pretentious, but it's also like, um, well, actually, yeah, we 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 talked about that uh, uh, the idea that before nine eleven, that was a very big thing for shows in the nineties to be set in New York because people wanted to escape their normal mm. midwestern lives and watch a show about people in New York because they weren't familiar with it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, no. I hey man, that's a really good thought. See, that's that's the whole thing about sitcoms. That's why I think maybe like why I care like why I get passionate, maybe why you get passionate, I don't know. Is sitcoms have this weird cultural and social relevance, man. It's like a reflection of what's going on. Yeah, definitely. So when you go back and see it, it sometimes doesn't make sense, but if you look at, at it contextually, it, it really brings out what people are talking about and worried of and, and scared of. I, I, I don't know. It's just it's just an interesting thing because it's it's like comedy produced for the masses and then you really have to weigh it. Yeah. And god damn, that's making me like Seinfeld. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Uh, okay, cool. Um, moving on for the sake of time, moving on to the the inappropriate cartoons conference. First up, we have South Park versus Beavis and Butthead. I, it, South it's Park, South Park, easy. For sure. Yeah. I, I I think I I think Beavis and Butthead is an institution. <laughs> um, however, dude, South Park is still on. In my opinion, still killing it. It, it is the best satirical thing. It there there's satir. It I have strong opinions of South yeah. Park. I so I'll, I'll I'll give you this. I'm more of a Beavis Beavis and Butthead fan than I am a South Park fan, mostly just because I never really got it. Um, I I don't think it's super funny. The few episodes that I've seen. Now I say that with a grain of salt because I know I'm on the wrong end of that. Most people that I talk to, well, most people that I respect their sense of humor love South Park. It's like I can't have a conversation without say without someone being like, oh yeah, it's like that episode of South Park. And I'm like, okay, just the fact that that comes up up so often in conversation makes it its own institution. It wins yeah. because of that. Yeah, it yeah. yeah, it just does. <laughs> but but I but I, I do love Beavis and Butthead, so it's that one's a little bit painful. Yeah, but fortunately, it is South Park. Yeah. So next one is Simpsons versus King of the Hill. I kind of want you to lead the way here, buddy, because I'm a little bit worried about your answer. Okay, I will lead the way here. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be similar to the last conversation. I personally I prefer King of the Hill. Uh, I've always found that to be a bit funnier. Um, just Mike Judge is amazing. Um, I'm a big fan of that style of comedy. Uh, it's funny to just see rednecks and uh, and honestly, yeah, Hank Hill's a really good character. It's it shouldn't even technically be in the inappropriate cartoons because it's very wholesome. Like he's a good he's a good dad. He's he's a good dude. Um, but that being said. Again, people that I highly respect their opinions on comedy won't stop talking about The Simpsons. It's been one of the, it's the longest running show pretty much in history. Um, and in the 90s, it was definitely killing it. Um, so I think 
I would have to move Simpsons up just because of the cultural relevance and my own biases aside. Um, I hear you, but here's the thing: I'm in the king. I, I, I'm a king of the hill, man. Really? And I think it needs to be king of the hill because king of the hill is a tighter show. The Simpsons, while maybe. This, the Simpsons is still on. Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely is. I have not seen... And it's not good Yeah, now. I haven't seen any of the episodes of Simpsons past, like, 02, because that's when I stopped caring about it. To me, King of the Hill, tighter, nuanced, smarter. Sm- definitely smarter. Simpsons... Eat my shorts. <laughs> I've never liked The Simpsons. The only thing oh, I like about The Simpsons was that uh, arcade brawler game that uh, you could play at Marion's Pizza <laughs> here in the Dayton area. I actually forget what it's called, unfortunately. I remember the TMT one, but I don't remember The Simpsons. Uh, I'm going King of the Hill. So unless you want to just drop Matt Gorin or whatever his name is... Um, Here's what I'm going to do real quick, okay? King of the Hill, Futurama, Simpsons. Okay. That's how I feel. Being one, two, three. For Yeah, we got that. Um. Well, well, you got that. I don't know if everybody else got that. Um, So if, if... you want to fight for The Simpsons, you can. No, here's the thing, though. I don't want to fight for The Simpsons because, uh, as I said, I prefer King of the Hill because of like, the reasons you said. I think it's smarter. It's tighter. They knew when to stop. <laughs> They're not still making episodes. Um, and it's just funnier to me. Like I enjoy the, the humor more than I do in The Simpsons. So if you want to push on King of the Hill, I fully support that. All right. We're going to do right. it and probably make people mad. People are going to be pissed. I already crossed the People are going to be pissed. I was like, I'm not fucking yeah. <laughs> putting The Simpsons there. And it's, and it's not that The Simpsons are bad. I just, I don't, I don't think it's as nuanced as King of the Hill. Right. Yep, I totally agree. It's, it's, it's a better show. It's just better comedy. It, it's not still on. They knew the end it. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know. All right. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, let's go on back to the Wacky Neighbor Conference. We have Seinfeld versus family matters i don't i i i i love family matters it does have to be seinfeld i'm so glad you said that it has to be seinfeld family matters literally (laughs) pun intended matters man it i feel like i could really make an argument for it but i don't think it's necessary because seinfeld was a bigger show it was more popular it had a bigger impact on comedy probably because it was white um (laughs) but okay no no I'll, i'll i'll back it up a minute because here's where steve urkel is a negative because family matters was a popular enough show to beat family matters to death hmm yeah Okay. So they fucked up Family Matters at a certain point. It, Steve Urkel no longer became fun. He became annoying. Yeah, okay. 
and I will say that that is a negative. Now, what did Family Matters... Oh, Full House, yeah. Family Matters is way better than Full House. <laughs> Fortunately, when you take, like, a titan of comedy being Seinfeld, stack it up against Family Matters. I mean, Seinfeld's forever. I'm so, uh, it makes my heart sing to hear you say that. I, I never said I hated Seinfeld. Or th- I, I just, I don't... We'll see when we get there, but I don't think it's the cream of the crop. Yeah. But it could be. It could be. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to fight you on that, and you know it. So, not yet, though. Um, moving on. Fresh Prince versus Everybody Loves Raymond. It's it, it, it it's Fresh Prince. Totally agree. We have not had a disagreement yet. Weirdly enough, <laughs> this has gone smoother than I thought yeah. it would. I think it's going to come down to the last one. Yeah, it will. Um, unfortunately. I, I love everybody. Everybody loves Raymond didn't do anything. And it comes back to what I said last time. They didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you had a really good argument about the whole Seinfeld thing. Like, you have to meet a couple different facets when you're making a sitcom. You have to resonate with people, like, you know, comedy-wise. But you also have to make a statement and have some importance and that's where Fresh Prince really killed it. They had lots of really great things to say uh, mm-hmm. about yeah. lots of things. Yeah, that, that, that's what it is. And unfortunately, Everybody Loves Raymond is definitely comfort food. I would never disagree with that. I kind of want to watch it right now because <laughs> I haven't thought about it in a, in a good minute. Yep. Um, also, Deborah. <laughs> She's pretty cute. She's pretty cute, yeah. I don't like her. Uh, I don't like her character, though. She's too negative and whiny. She's a, she's okay, a nag. Now, we're we're gonna count this against everybody loves Raymond. Where it's like, okay, sure, Raymond's kind of a dick of a husband sometimes, but like they really amped her up yeah, at times absolutely. to really make her unbearably she's, suffering. Yep, incredibly, yeah. <laughs> and, and and just not not fair because she, I if she was my wife, I would. Well, now, in all fairness, though, if she was my wife, I would be a lot better at Raymond, personally. <laughs> She's a good mom. She's, She's a, good a mom. great mom. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a big thing. Anyways, yeah, it's Fresh it's Prince. It's Fresh Prince, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because uh, I am, boo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on to the hashtag rich people conference. Cosby Show versus Friends. It's, it's fucking goddamn well not going to be Friends. No. I'll tell you that friends right now. Friends has to stop Look, right here. Friends... <sighs> I'm not going to pretend like Friends isn't a thing. Friends, though, to me was too marginalizing. Okay, I'm I'm just... Black people don't like Friends. <laughs> sure, sure. White people like The Cosby Show. I'm just saying... That's, like, a, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's that changes it. Because right. Friends is so polarizing... In that, um, I forget what show we talked about before, but it's it's like only problems specific to those people. And there, I mean, like, dude, there, I love things. Like, I love Phoebe. I love Smelly Cat. I love Joey. I love Chandler. Um, I I do. I I do like Friends. I really do. But the, just the problem with Friends, man, it's it's just about. Uh, you know, maybe not rich people, but rich enough to live in New York. 
white people and just their problems are stupid. Right. Their problems are stupid. Yeah, and yeah, they definitely amped up the whole like they, they they tried to make problems out of nothing, like the whole Ross and Rachel thing and how that was uh they you know, they made seasons based on the drama of two friends that like each other. Like, okay, we get it. Like will they, won't they? Like, all right, I'm over it. Um yeah, it was funny, but going back and and I d- I did go back and watch it um, a couple years ago, um, and it I enjoyed it, but not as much as I did back then, obviously, because some of the the some of the jokes aren't as timeless as some of the other shows uh, that are out there. Yeah, and there's a laugh yeah, track, I, and I can't stand laugh tracks. Oh, and it's bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's bad. Um, yeah, I just. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think you surmised it pretty well. It, it's Cosby Show. Okay, sounds good. Cosby Show it is. And moving on, we have the inappropriate cartoons, South Park versus King of the Hill. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, based on the previous conversation, I feel like you're going to pick King of the Hill. Which I feel like in turn means I need to pick South Park. You would be surprised. I was actually going to say South Park. Even though oh, I'm taking... Okay, illuminate I, us. I'm taking my bias out of it. Um, and like I said, people that I respect their opinion of love South Park. It's their favorite show. It's the Seinfeld of cartoons. And yeah. to, to leave it out of you know the best show of the 90s conversation would be a disservice. Because even though I personally don't like it, I know it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, and then this is where all the good things about King of Hill now count against it. Because now it's now it's too niche. Yeah. Now it's too subtle. It's not, now yeah, it's too removed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. All right. This is weird. This has, like, gone better than the fast food one. <laughs> yeah, it weirdly has. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's get back over. We've got Final Four. the big one. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's start with Cosby Show versus South Park. Oh, God. I, I, as soon as you said that, I looked at the paper. All right. Okay. Uh, Cosby. <laughs> I want to get into that very last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, Cosby Show, South Park. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going South Park. Here's why. I'm going South Park because... South Park is so quintessential 90s that it's hard for me to include the Cosby show in this situation. Now, we're talking about two very polar opposite <laughs> The complete things. opposite, yeah. And I think that the Cosby show's importance and, and you know, obviously everything else inside uh, aside has gotten it very far. But at this point, man, I'm like, South Park. It's 90s. South Park. I mean, that's that's my argument. How do you feel? Yeah, you know, again, I kind of agree with you because, like, it's the quintessential '90s cartoon, and every and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. 
I cannot have I not a week goes by where someone doesn't bring up an episode of South Park because the yeah. because of the shit they do with like you know talking about current events and it's such an important show that it cannot be ignored and that doesn't that the Cosby Show does not do the same thing you would not I, I can't remember the last time somebody was like oh yeah like that episode of the Cosby Show Cosby usually show, right. when someone talks about Bill Cosby it's for other things so. Yeah. As much as I, I, I would love to kill off South Park dead in its tracks, I just can't. I, I, I respect you. Yeah. You're Again. a gentleman and a scholar. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, man. This is tough. All right. It was nice knowing you, buddy. <laughs> yep. Not a lot of podcasts can say they made it 50 episodes. <laughs> so, in hindsight, we had a good run, man. It was We did a good thing. I, I, I will will bring every look. So we're on the left side of our bracket. It is Seinfeld versus Fresh Prince. This started this whole thing. Yep. Though the texting conversation we were referring to earlier was basically the argument that we're about to have. So yeah. <laughs> I um. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll start. And I'll naturally. And, and, and naturally. <laughs> You fucking blowhard. I'm getting real shitty already. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll keep it brief. Seinfeld's importance lies in its comedy. Fresh Prince's importance lies in its cultural impact. Yeah, it's a very astute observation. And I value that more than the comedic impact of Seinfeld. So my brief argument is just that to me, Fresh Prince should win in light of that. And that by no means diminishes Seinfeld because Seinfeld has beat quite a few things. Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's a that's a good point. So where I is, is, is that it? The, yeah, Did that's you? my brief argument. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my brief argument is. I definitely understand that Fresh Prince had more sustenance than any show, uh, especially Seinfeld. Uh, but where and, and that is that is of importance. Normally, I would say yes. You're totally right. Um, any show that uh, you know it values whatever you said over just comedic aspects is of huge importance and shouldn't be ignored. Where I will, it starts to be a little bit shaky is Seinfeld did such a well-executed job of the comedy aspect that I think in this rare situation, it's okay to over, you know, to oversee the the, the statement aspect. And if you pay attention to certain episodes of Seinfeld, they're kind of weirdly making a statement in that they refuse to make a statement. That's their stance. Um, they did a great job of, uh, well, there's a whole, you know, series, there's a whole season where one of the, the stories is uh, Jerry is pitching a TV show idea and he's sitting down with George and they're like, what if we make a TV show about nothing? So they break the fourth wall, like, a lot. Like, and Jerry's like, who would, who would watch a show about nothing? That's insane. No one would ever do that. So they're aware of the, you know, they're aware of the joke. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I'll say is Seinfeld kicked off the type of humor that is 
so huge nowadays. If it weren't for Seinfeld, you wouldn't have John Mulaney, uh, Mike Birbiglia. Pick a white male comedian. They were influenced by Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> All right, we're taking personal stuff out of it because I was going to say, yeah, Louis C.K. Um, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but you're right. It's always sunny. Exactly. It's a Seinfeld clone. Right. In my opinion, yeah. done better, but Seinfeld clone. And I would, right now, tear up this whole thing, delete this whole episode, and just record me going, yeah, no, it's always sunny. <laughs> if it wasn't the 90s. Right, exactly. Because I'm, I'm there with you. Yeah, I mean... It, big, big Always Sunny fan. Yeah. It, but, yes, they did, they, they did steal heavily from Seinfeld in that there's no character development. You don't, you don't, you don't like the characters, and that's, and I think that's okay. I, 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 I think this is why it's an argument between us is because I don't disagree, but I just agree more with my position. The only rebuttal I have is just that uh, Seinfeld has the Puerto Rican Day Parade episode. Yeah, funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> they got a okay, lot of so flack it didn't exactly one. age well also michael richards said the n-word i'm aware of that no 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 wait hold on no no wait so that part is not kramer saying the n-word at the laugh factory is not a part of this the puerto rican <laughs> day parade episode got flack then oh yeah it's not that it didn't age well it's that they got destroyed by the puerto rican community <laughs> then about that episode because unfortunately it's a very racist portrayal of puerto ricans so the only reason i bring that up as a rebuttal is because like you said is their whole stance was we're not going to take a stance which i do agree is the 99.8 percent of the majority of seinfeld unfortunately <laughs> Unfortunately, I I went back and watched that episode in preparation for this. Oh wow. It's a little rough. <laughs> and I think even yeah. then it was a little bit rough because basically the Puerto Ricans are uh people from West Side Story. I mean they just totally fucking and and, and So, like, I'm making this argument and not the soup Nazi argument because the soup Nazi argument, I only go back and look at the soup Nazi now as being like, well, that was a little fucked up, right? Because, like, <laughs> you know, Jerry Seinfeld is, you know, like Jewish and, right. you know, maybe we were kind of joking about the Holocaust with the soup Nazi. But that's that's more of a modern argument that I don't want to make. Mm hmm. Yeah. I will, however, go back and say that the Puerto Rican Day Parade episode was not popular back then and is even less popular now. Um, I think when it comes down to it is I, I think this is just the staunch differences is it, it, it in this argument is just there's something about Fresh Prince that I just think that if you go up to <clears throat> anyone our age and ask him if they like Fresh Prince Bel-Air. No one's going to say no. Right. If you ask them if they like Seinfeld, people are going to say no. Yeah, but I don't, those people, I don't respect their opinions. <laughs> right. but those people are fucking dead to me. Right. They're the problem with my generation. And I just, to me, it, it, it's just, 
that what it is maybe i maybe i'm taking fresh prince because of its mass appeal and maybe i'm excluding seinfeld because of its nuanceness and its nicheness obviously not discounting what seinfeld is i just feel like seinfeld is the like more pretentious answer agreed <laughs> agreed and i am okay with it so i think that we have to tiebreaker this Okay, but here's a problem. So I I used Aaron and Chris in my and and Munch Madness. I don't want to use them again. Um, the only person I really had that I thought about calling was Kevin, but I know his answer. Yeah, and I don't want to cheat. I I might have one. Okay, who's one? So one of my buddies that I was actually talking to about this episode, um, his name is Andrew. He's the biggest 90s sitcom nerd ever. We were talking about this at lunch, and he was like, no, here's the 32 episode. Here's the 32 sitcoms you guys should do. And, here's the, and so we were talking about it quite a bit. I think this is an interesting person to call. Um, we'll hear. So I tell you what, why don't, why don't we try him? If you can raise him and we get an answer... Based on that argument, we'll either go for, like, one more just to see if we solidify it or get in deeper. Yeah. And then we'll kind of go from there. But I do want to hear what his actual favorite is. So that's one thing whoever we do call, despite this argument, what their favorite of the 90s is. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to call him real quick. Hello? Hey, what's up, man? What up? Not too much. Hey, got a second? What's up? What do I do? <laughs> hey, so I'm doing the podcast right now, and we need an unbiased opinion for a tiebreaker. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we've come down to the final four of our uh, 90s sitcom bracket challenge, and we are at a standstill. We're, we're looking at Seinfeld versus Fresh Prince, and you're the tiebreaker. Seinfeld versus Fresh Prince. Ultimate 90s. Um, for me, I'd probably have to go with the Fresh Prince because everybody on that show was likable. Like you could like everybody, whereas everybody on Seinfeld was a horrible garbage person. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> but I think that's the appeal of it. It is it's, the appeal. It's always sunny. But- it, it, yeah, but is it always sunny? I pers- like I said, I personally prefer the Fresh Prince just because I liked every character and I was like, I love the trajectories, I like the arcs. Whereas Seinfeld, I don't care if anything good ever happened to any of those people. If the the way they all the way the show ended was like, good, fuck them, moving on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I will. Yeah, I will see you on that. Yeah, the the ending was I I, I didn't like the ending. Um, Whereas. The ending of Fresh Prince, like, everything was like, yep, yeah, okay, good. I'm fine with this. They replaced a character in the middle of the show, and I didn't even notice for five years. <laughs> like, a lead. Like, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. anybody on Seinfeld, I'd notice. <laughs> right. Uh, so we have a sub-question for you, now that that's solved. Okay. What is your favorite 90s sitcom of all time? Married with Children. Married with 100%. Children. Yes, absolutely love that show. <laughs> wow. I love I love that even though everybody's terrible, they all care about each other. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Didn't you tell like, me there was like a shows. weird there there was like a weird uh episode where they did where he had like a dream sequence or something what what happened there? There's an entire season on Married with Children where 
Al Bundy is apparently having a dream because the lead actress, Katie Seagal, got pregnant in real life. And she had had some difficulties with pregnancy before. So she, um, they just wrote it into the show that she was pregnant. Well, then the neighbor girl, lay neighbor woman also got pregnant and they were like, oh my God, and it was just miserable. He had a whole organization of no baby where they, the family didn't want the baby and they were all against it. And then the resolution is she actually had the, the, Katie Skull had the baby, and they just wrote it off as he dreamed it, so they wouldn't have to incorporate it into the show, and then it was just never referenced ever again. <laughs> and that was like season four or something, and then they had like seven, six or seven more seasons of the show, and it's never brought up. That's amazing. There's also a show or episode where they bring in a cute kid named Seven, where they have for like half the season where he just gets abandoned by... Uh, Peggy's family and they take him in and they're like oh cute kid to the show that'll be perfect and then he just he just vanishes and nothing is ever said about him again <laughs> they did two things like that and it's amazing and the show survived and no one cared <laughs> <laughs> true that okay yeah that's awesome that's a that's a very good uh, very good stance I think you picked a winner there so. Cool. Yeah, that's it's awesome. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I appreciate your uh, your input. Um, uh, you you just helped Fresh Prince move on to the uh, the the final the final two, I guess. All right. Well, well, owes me a sandwich. <laughs> I did it for you, bud. Yeah, I think it was garbage, but this is the best moment of your year so far. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Have a good rest of your day. All right, you too, man. <laughs> See you, dude. <laughs> well, that that was very interesting. Yeah, I respect his opinion a lot. So, and I and I do respect his opinion on Mary with children. Um, that was interesting. I didn't know any of that. And that, oh, uh, yeah, uh, Kathy Seagal, that's her name. Um, anyways, yeah, no, that's like Katie super, Seagal, yeah, yeah, super, super interesting. So that brings us to the final two, which is Fresh Prince versus South Park. This is weirdly harder. I I don't really know. I, yeah, this is tough. It, it, I I kind of think it should just be Fresh Prince, just because while South Park has that place, I I just think everyone likes Fresh Prince of Bel Air, though. Mm-hmm, and once yeah. again, not everyone likes South Park, even though even, South Park being as popular as you mentioned, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm with you. My gut instinct tells me to go with Fresh Prince because personally I enjoy Fresh I, I do like Fresh Prince. I don't, you know, mean to, you know, say that I don't. Um, it's just when it comes to Seinfeld, it's like one's clearly better, but you know, that being said anyway. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we made my bed. Um, so no, I think the the re- my reasoning for South Park making it this far is purely because of the widely accepted as one of the best shows, but I think that will only get you so far. Because again, this is my podcast. If somebody thinks differently, they can start their own goddamn podcast. And I think South Park will end right here. I think that that is a really solid argument. And (laughs) I am going to go ahead and agree with you. And we are going to go ahead and move Fresh Prince of Bel Air into the last slot as the best 90s sitcom. And it has never Beautiful. felt so good. <laughs> it's never felt. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm a little bitter, but I guess uh, that's the name of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I do think that. I mean, what was our final four? It was Seinfeld, 
Cosby Show, South Park, Fresh Prince. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good Final Four. That's a good Final Four. I feel like yeah. we had a pretty good representation of what was popular during the 90s. You did win, but no, in a way, the podcast won. <laughs> we all win. In a weird way, we all won. <laughs> all right. This episode is dedicated to Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff, uh, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil, Aunt Vivian, <laughs> Carl, Carlton. The Carlton dance. <laughs> the yeah. Carlton. The clear unsung hero. All right. Well, I <laughs> I think that's the best thing to do because it really does wrap up the whole bracket. I know, right? Yeah, I, uh, it's so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, Fresh Prince is moving on uh, to the, the championship and uh, the Hall of Fame, the the Knuckleball Studios Hall of Fame. Yep. They made it. They made it. I think Seinfeld can get there another way. They will. They'll come back. They'll come back. They they haven't left. <laughs> They're yet. the underdog. <laughs> Yeah. So, congratulations, Will Smith. You have solidified your place in our Two Friends, Three Questions Hall of Fame, and I know that's what you've been working your entire life for. It's not the fame. It's not the money. It's not the albums. It's this. It's not the movies. It's this. It's this. All right. Well, thank you guys for taking this journey with us. Uh, I'm incredibly tired, surprisingly. Uh, this was exhausting. Uh, we will see you next week with maybe not a bracket. Are we done with March yet? <laughs> yeah, March is is over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I am. <laughs> these brackets are weirdly exhausting. So. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Um, actually, I think this is going to come out in April. Yeah, this episode isn't going to come out till April. Oh, good so point. We're, <laughs> we're a little behind the times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, probably next episode will be a little bit more chill. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, well, that's about it, guys. Thanks for listening to fifty episodes, man. That's insanity. Well, I mean, I guess all that's left to say is uh, cheese bags, freshman, <laughs> freshman cheese bags. <laughs>